Well, welcome back to the Just Homies podcast. My name is Mukunze. I'm joined today with Casper uh, and uh, a gentleman who wasn't available. When was that? Last week? Yeah. For the last episode. Yeah. Tinashe is here as well. So yeah, man. Uh, excited for episode three. We are recording from the future. Uh, so happy new year to everybody. I hope 2021 is looking, <laughs> is looking promising. I, I certainly hope it's looking promising uh, as of... Yeah, as of how many days it is, I don't know. I don't know how many days it is, but super keen uh, to hear how you guys uh, are doing. So thank you once more for those who've listened, uh, the first episode and the second episode as well. Really, really, really appreciate you guys. And I hope you keep on, you know, supporting us. Yeah, we're available uh, on Google. I think the first episode wasn't, but it should be there now. Uh, We're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as well, and uh, anywhere else that you find your podcasts. So, yeah, man, really, really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to, you know, homies sitting here uh, talking about culture, faith, uh, art, and everything else in between, man. So, yeah, um, we're recording live from the Mapurisa residence. Now, uh, we don't know because we've been having some power glitches. Um before we record it so this is hoping uh, that is you know zessa is gonna be kind to us and we're going to record smoothly uh, as as time goes on right so today uh we're going to talk about something that's a little bit close to home well <coughs> most of these topics are close to home um but it's something that has been uh, that has been mentioned uh in passing and something that we see as, as we experience. So we're going to be talking about uh, parental, uh, father or slash uh, mommy issues, childhood trauma and everything else in between. But before we get into that, man, I just want to find out from you, Jets, how you feeling today? <coughs> That's good. Uh, speak as if you're in the future. Like, how, how's, how's the new year tonight? <laughs> how's the new year? So <laughs> oh, man. I had a conversation with the Terminator. <laughs> Just playing, bro. I yeah. don't know, man. I've, I've never been the one to be sentimental about calendar mm. change, whatever, or New Year's resolution. Uh, I think I'm just like, yeah, same things, same attitude or different attitude, but just a different date. Right. So either you change your attitude or your mindset. True. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, same thing, you know. Um, getting into 2020, like, God really humbled, man. Because <laughs> we really, you know, I, I, we are celebrating New Year's with Casper mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, writing my goals down. Like, oh, my God, uh, it's going to be a great year. I'm going to make this amount of money. And, you know, and God sends a virus, man, <laughs> to just shatter all your plans just yeah. like that. So uh, there's definitely been a change of mindset. So uh, looking forward to, to the year. How about you? Oh, man, uh, I think I share the same sentiment as Tinashe, bro. I mean, ain't nothing changed but the date. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It's, it's, sad, bro. Yeah, it's, it's just the date that changes, but everything else continues the way it it is. I mean, there are some habits that I, I started in 2020, hoping to continue. Yeah. I've been going to the gym, you know, hoping I'll be consistent as well because also with 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 the job uh i'm starting work on the 4th yeah of january so congrats back at the office Mm. uh you know and working from home and stuff i don't know how it's gonna look like in terms of the schedule and working out and and all that Mm. but Going to the yeah. gym. Yeah. Yeah, just like slip it in there. Really. <laughs> nice, 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 man. We love to see it, man. So uh, super excited for the year, definitely. I think also something that helps is thinking on... Because we usually think of time in, in, in a linear format because that's what, you know, we are linear beings. Like from birth, I grow into my teenage years, yep. adult, and, you know, Senior now. Years, yeah. yeah, but you know, we forget that God doesn't see time as we as we see it. So mm-hmm. God never says, oh, yeah, my blessings are only going to come in 2021. <laughs> there are no blessings tied to a year, you know. So shout out to all the prophets. Even before, you're still broke. Yeah, you're still, still going to be broke, man. It's going to be crazy. All right, man, let's, let's, get, let's get straight 
into it, yeah. um, hoping that Zisa is going to be kind to us. So um, I was in a different. I was in a group chat, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a topic that came out. Um, now this is a very testosterone heavy group chat, and someone asked the question, you know, why don't we? Why don't guys, you know, often tell each other that I love you? Now, obviously, I'm sure with the gents around this table, it's a little bit different. But um, I, I posted a similar article on, on, on Facebook that, <clears throat> guys, we need to tell each other more um, that, that, that we love each other. Now, that got me, you know, that got me wondering, why, um, why is that so? And it seems to translate even to African homes where you see sons barely um, tell their dads that I love you. Um, is, is it a cultural thing? Um, how, how does that come to be? No relationship. No relationship. It's hard. It's easier for sons to tell their mothers because, and not maybe, it's not even from a young age, I think. It's like there's a certain age that you reach as a guy right. where it's almost like, inevitable for your bond with your mom to strengthen like once that bond um is strengthened it's easier it's, you find that you your mom kind of becomes your best friend mm. in a way yeah like it's easy for guys to stop saying mama linjan mm. hey, yeah you know what is with your pops <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you know that's, I mean? that, that, that is true yeah like, so it's easier than to show affection because the environment is conducive for you to be vulnerable. You know right. what I mean? If someone like that asks you, like, yo, what's going on? You can easily say, ah, but if the relationship is already formal, yeah. chances are the only things you're going to discuss are formal. Yeah. You know, so someone shared a story of how they were in high school and uh, one of their classmates would come to, would be dropped off by their dad yeah. and you know, say, ah, I love you, dad, and they would kiss goodbye, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, growing up in a very... Well, we, we both went to, to, to ghetto schools, yeah. and, and that's obviously something that's we like people will look at you funny, man. Like, what you're kissing your dad? What, your what, dad what? never came to school, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, why, do you, why do you think that is? I don't want to call it a stigma, but why do you think uh, it, it comes off like that? Actually, I don't know, man. Um, but I would love to think that. I've observed, especially in African homes, that um, the dead is held with like this reverence. Right. You know, some some dudes actually fear their father. You know. Right. There's no no relationship. It's it's just oh man, dead is in the bu- is is in the building yeah, and it, coming out and everyone escapes to their bedrooms. You know what I'm right. saying? Because. I don't know, man. It's I think there's an I don't know if it's cultural and there's this authoritarian yeah di- dictatorship <laughs> yeah. type of type of vibe in in homes, yeah. man. In, yeah. In in modern day terms these days, uh, they would line up something like that in the uh, form of uh, a quote unquote toxic masculinity. That's that's, yeah, you know, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what yeah. they'll call it. Um, now. I don't know how this came to be. Maybe because, like you say, the father in the in the home is is given high status. You know, it's always been like that in in most homes, but definitely changing for some. But similar um, in those aspects. So now I'm reminded of a of a text in the Bible. Um, it should be Ephesians. You know, children obey your parents, mm-hmm. uh, so that you know life on your on your days may be increased yeah. now i've always wondered if that meant you know something literal so is it possible to not be affectionate to your father or your your mother uh, it just depends on, on on the relationship that you you guys have yeah. um but not still still honor them still respect them but not be affectionate or these they're supposed to to go hand in hand i think you can do it right because I think for me, when I think of that scripture, in as much as God wants us to, it, like, faith is a relational situation. But then I think in terms of um, you doing something, obedience doesn't care how you feel, bro. You mm. know what I mean? It doesn't care about your feelings. 
because not everything that you feel is factual. You think Saul felt good every time God said, do this, bro. No. But he had to honor what God had said in spite of how he felt. So I think in the same way, your mother can say, I'm you're doing this, this, this. And you don't like it. Right. And you don't, at that moment, whether your guy's relationship is really affectionate or not, at that moment, you don't feel affectionate. At that moment, you feel like, I don't want to do this. Right. But you have an obligation to honor your parents. So I think it's possible to do that without the relationship, which is why I use the term of the relationship can be formal. Mm. So it becomes transactional. A lot of yeah. relationships in our cultural homes are transactional. Facts. You're the parent, you pay the bills, you send me to school. I'm the child that do everything you ask me to do. Yeah. But there's no relationship to say, okay, take away everything we do for each other. Yeah. Who are we as a people? And I think part of it is because, I mean, culturally, a man is not emotional. Yeah. You know what I mean? A man is not supposed to show emotion. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to be seen as vulnerable. That's a sign of weakness. So our fathers show us, only project this heroic side that we're supposed to see in yeah. that spills over every other thing. Yeah, man. That, yeah. That's dope, man. And, you know, like you said, that's how we, we've, we've mostly grown up, at least to you know, those yeah. we, have, we have fathers. Uh, you mentioned being formal and so that relationship being transactional Casper uh, do you think that uh, it's also a reflection on our relationship um, with God as well you know so we are we have we're encouraged that your relationship with, with Jesus Christ must be very personal yeah. it shouldn't be transactional in the sense of oh I pray to God he gives me this yeah. I say to God hey I want that car he gives me that you know like so do you think that also spills into um, into 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 the faith? Since in some homesteads you have family, you have family members where uh, the son they have a very civil, very formal uh, relationship, but it's not affectionate, it's not personal. So, um, is the model the one that we have in the faith? That okay, since my relationship with Jesus Christ and God is 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 personal and not just formal, that should also translate. To my relationship with my parents yeah i suppose man because uh the home right is supposed to to reflect our relationship with with god right for yeah. example um when we're talking about about marriage husbands are supposed to love love their wives as christ loves the church and wives are supposed to submit to their husbands as um, the church submits to Christ or the church submits to, to God who's who's the head of the church. Christ was the head of the church, right? right? So I think the family unit in its design is meant to um, project what our relationship with, with God is meant to look like, mm. right? Um, and again, you know, I, I think uh, when you look at how sometimes we not only profess, but how we we live, we live like God is a genie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So every time you're going to God, you are going with your wish list. So I, I do think that sometimes we approach God um, not with... Uh, not as his children, right? But as gold diggers. Gold diggers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! What a what an example. Yay! I actually, never thought of it. That yeah, way. we're gold diggers. We, we just, are. We just get to. I was watching a video on YouTube. This girl was saying, um, "This girl was saying how to get a man to spend money on you." Ooh. Right. And so she was talking about the things to say, the things to do, your posture, everything. Right. And now that he's talking about it, I'm just thinking like, how many of us have been given a template of even asking for things from God? Right. It's like, oh yeah, praise his name. Mm. Oh, do this, do yeah. that. Uh, sow a seed. Mm. And you just want him to give you stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. we're literally gold diggers, bro. Yeah, that's true. And also makes it a bit harder as well, even for people outside 
uh, or people who are either babies in the faith yeah. uh, to accept the true power of God and who God is. Because sometimes mm. we think, oh, I should worship God. God should therefore do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you, you hear conversations in, you know, when, when talking to people who don't believe like, ah, man, if your God is so great, then why are babies dying? You yeah, know, why, why yeah. is this, this happening? So it's a, it's already a flawed view of who God is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes it, makes it harder. And, you know, so with trying to rethink, rebuild and, and, um, restructure that relationship, say, you know, with our parents and, and those, you know, who are listening, who have, um, who have fathers uh, and and mothers um, out there? Uh, do you think that our upbringing, how our parents raise us, um, you know, determine our personal, you know, character flaws, traits, strengths? Like, uh, there's always there's a there's been a, a, an unsaid. Well, I don't want to say unsaid. It's it's been very loud in the sense that people always say, ah, you know, when you see someone who's promiscuous who's a lady is because they didn't have uh, a father figure or if uh, she's rebellious it means she's never really um, submitted to to the authority of of a father now i personally i don't know how true that is Um, maybe it is i don't know i've heard some people close to me complaining of that that Mm -hmm. you know ah my wife does this because um, she's, she's never really had a father figure uh, mm-hmm. in her life. So do you think that, you know, your, your childhood upbringing determines it? Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, well, not entirely. Right. But to a certain extent, you know, um, that's why the scriptures tell us, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm. So how you you raise your children how you you shape the young minds uh, mm-hmm. determines how they will how they will um turn out when in their adult in their adulthood you know what i mean but not not entirely you know what i mean because they are still individuals who are able when that's in their in their adulthood, or let me say maybe teenagehood, right? Yeah, uh, they are still able to. Um, they're individuals who are responsible for their own moral decisions. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, as much as it 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 really how you are raised shapes how you you turn out. Also, it we shouldn't take away the fact that one can make uh, their own decisions like in the in the in this case the example that you gave that someone is being promiscuous and they are blaming it on how they were raised you know i mean as human beings we are bound to shift the blame all the time mm. you know thanks it, adam yeah. yeah, Adam, Adam, man, he blames God for <laughs> the woman that you gave the woman that you gave me. But when he should have been more intentional and not be a passive man, so yeah. it does shape how we turn out, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, personally, I think um, not having a father at home. One thing that I struggle with till today is a confrontational authoritative figure. Mm-hmm. If you come on is too strong, I struggle to hear you out. Right. I struggle. You have to, we have to connect on something before you tell me what to do. Mm. You know what I mean? So right. I think that's why maybe it was, that's why gravitating maybe towards God was kind of, um, easier the moment you understand the relationship aspect because anyone who comes to me with do's and don'ts i shut you out subconsciously okay even today i struggle like because growing up i had to figure out how to do things on my own i had to learn a lot of things on my own Mm. how to have self-control observe okay what works for me what doesn't whatever Mm. so that individualistic mindset it has saved me from a lot of things but it can also be my downfall. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to how I turned out as a person now and how that relates even to the faith, is I just have to, at some point, what I've seen God do, 
he will shut down every plan. Because you know me, bro. I will plan plan A up until I have plan Z. Z yeah. yeah. So because of that, people telling me what to do, I struggle with it. Because right. no one has ever had to tell me what to do. Right. Right. And, and so, because when you get to a certain age as a male child, well, my mother didn't know what to do with me. So it's like communicating with me was hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I had to come up with ways on how I can relate with everyone else, uh, but still find a way, thank God for the faith, find a way to honor my mother in the whole process. Right. So, eh. I would say, yeah, that definitely goes with it. But the male figures that I've managed to connect with, they came to me befriending me. They didn't come to me um, as, yo, I'm your elder type of thing right. or whatever. Otherwise, those that did, we've never connected till today. All right. All right. Cool, yeah. man. So, you, you know, you mentioned how your, you know, your upbringing yeah. and, and now you can determine your strengths and, and your weaknesses yeah. um, and also how you are affectionate towards uh, someone yeah. which you know leads to the whole conversation of, of love languages now I, I once saw someone say hey um, you know they asked me what are your love languages you know you mm-hmm. tell them uh, and they're like oh yeah did you know they're mostly determined um, by the things that you've lacked as a child, um, as a child. And <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah man so, so cool. personally for me uh, i'm speaking as, as my definitely yeah. it's definitely uh i'm gonna put myself on, on the spot here but yeah. top of my list when it comes to um to to to, to love languages words of affirmation mm-hmm. um uh, gifts um and physical touch yeah. so those those are up there yeah. and i traced back to you know to my childhood and i realized hey man i never really got again the whole thing of father-son relationship yeah. uh, just growing up and you know love my dad not fault of his own yeah. uh, but like that affirmation never really came uh, growing up like the dad always expected you to do something like yeah. okay here's school you must do well in school yeah. that's it you do great you've done your job <laughs> you've, done, <laughs> you've done your job you don't really need congratulations yeah, um right. for that my mom will be the one who, who says oh my son you know yeah. well done you know yeah. oh you're not doing extra lessons do extra lessons so that yeah. you pass you know so gifts never got gifts as a, as a kid it's yeah. still funny to, to this day because you know you, you see yourself as a grown 20 year old something and you're like man I still get giddy when I get gifts gifts, when someone gives you gifts because you never really got them so you see other kids getting on my playstation you know you see other kids getting uh, I remember (laughs) this one time uh, you know growing up we used to love to play cricket with you know idols in Henry or longer and in the hood outside of soccer it was cricket Cricket, next so we'd play cricket and uh, I wanted a bat, you know, I really yeah. wanted a bat. I saw a nice bat from, from TV when I, and I told my dad and I thought my dad was going to get me this really cool bat. Yeah. This man went out there, you know, he got oh, black. And he did the whole chopping thing, bro, until it shaped uh, out. And so it really came out like yeah. a, like a battering pin. So, <laughs> so, so he comes to me and like, yeah, like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, great stuff for the effort man, yeah. because we couldn't afford a, yeah, a, 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 a real bad but you know those are some of the tender memories that come but still now you still see it to this day like I think Casper and I you know always joke around when it comes to things like self-doubt mm. and, and affirmation yeah. you know yeah. people look at us and well, me because Sometimes when I'm emceeing weddings or confident they like this dude is super confident. Yeah. He saw me. I'm like, but guys, I struggle a lot with with self-doubt. I yeah. constantly need affirmation, like, yo, you're doing yeah. a great job. Yeah. I don't want to put myself um, out out there. How is that how, how has that come about and how are you dealing with it? I mean it's pretty much the same thing that you've you've said, bro. Um like you because <laughs> you for me, right, uh, it, this is how my childhood played out. My dad passed away when I was six years old, right? Right. And then that very next year, my older brother went to boarding school, mm. right? So I didn't have a stronger male uh, figure in my yeah. 
I would, I would love to say formative years. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, so like I remember when my dad passed away, I was too young to understand. Like it was, oh, okay, oh, he's gone now. It's whatever, right? Yeah. But then a few years later, when you um, starting to understand, you know, you you're playing in the neighborhood, you're playing whether it's soccer or cricket or whatever. Yeah. Then it's 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 a. Uh, 5.30, and fathers are starting to come from work. Right. And dudes are like, oh, guys, I have to go. My dad is here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And so dude is running and going yeah. to his dad, yeah. picking up his, his briefcase and carrying the briefcase for his dad. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, what about, what, yeah. wait, wait, what about me? Whose briefcase do I carry? You, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that really affected, uh, it, it really affects me. Um, I think even up to now, you can ask my wife, man. Yeah. She, she's like, dude, you, 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 you doubt yourself a lot, bro. Yeah. Cause I, I guess maybe there was that lack of, of, of affirmation. And I remember when, when I got saved, um, and you know, the, the church that I went to during that time was really big on this whole spiritual father. Thing, right. 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 And so it was even, even to, 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 um, view God and understand him as a father mm. was was the concept was a, a bit difficult yeah. to, to grasp for me and the church where I was didn't help much because the whole concept was yo if someone is your mentor yeah. they they are your spiritual father yeah. and so my mentor at that time rather my two mentors mm. at that time one was one year older than me, and the other one <laughs> was my brother's age. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it it was really difficult uh, to to really grasp the whole concept. And you can ask the homie Billman, you know, because there was no affirmation in my life. I will try as hard as I can to get approval from from these dudes. You know? Right. And try and and, and, and and do what they ask, do it uh, well, with diligence yeah. and, you know, so, yeah, it, it really still affects me up to today, yeah. man. Um, and you mentioned um, just like how the whole concept of father even mm-hmm. on, to, to God was, was very difficult um, yeah. uh, for you. So in a sense, um, it did it feel like, distant you feel like okay god is is this ultra being that i can't relate to Mm -hmm. and is there just to be worshipped just needs my constant worship doesn't uh really when he decides to bless you he decides to bless you (laughs) (laughs) you know like affirms when he wants to uh, in whatever shape or form i think uh it was a more of a a mechanical concept right i it's it's a concept in your head and even though the lord has really worked in your heart and has changed your heart and you are truly saved and born again mm. it's not really a relational um type of relationship right but it's a more of a mechanical concept where yo okay there's need for obedience mm. there's need to to read the bible there's right. need for me to to serve right in the church there's need for me to to evangelize you know so it's 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 not really based on relating per se but yeah. it's based on you doing what you need to do because there's consequences yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you don't. Yeah. But obviously as you grow and you get to understand God and you see his hand in your life, you, it, it, it kind of gradually changes how you view God. He stops being this concept yeah. and he becomes relational. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Cool, man. And, you know, we've all shared our stories of, of upbringing and where we do stand now and we are fighting uh, this thing. Some of it, you know, um, quite traumatic, you know, growing up and not having, uh, you know, that strong figure or not getting constant 
affirmation or outward love that you can uh, that you can feel and 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 um, and experience mm -hmm. and you know you you hear people as well talking of things like um, their their childhood uh, trauma and, and and things like that and I just want to ask Tinashe how how would you define it um, or how have you how have you seen it if there's yeah. ever any in your life a oh, plenty bro <laughs> <laughs> right plenty bro uh, and it, I think sometimes when we think of trauma we think of um something big yeah and sometimes it can even it goes down to the little things like for me one of the things i always love with my sister about is our approach with money right bro our mother was and is to this day terrible with money okay her whole thing and she will even tell you if she has money her she has an urge to spend yeah, it's there to be spent right so the whole idea of planning, and don't think she'll spend it on things, maybe here and there are things that are important, yeah. but in most cases, whatever she feels like buying. Right. So there's a lot of things that we couldn't get, that we needed, but because of my mother's spending habits, we never got those things. Right. I now yeah. am the total opposite of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know. <laughs> the extreme opposite, bro. Like, yo, I for me to spend on myself, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'd have to be doing something together that needs to be paid for. Yeah. Reminds me of the time you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I bought chunks for something. Like, you bought yeah. chunks? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's just something I, I don't, you know, I mean, chunks are very healthy. Yeah. It's just something I really didn't expect. Right. And it's know? not because I can't afford meat. Yeah, I, I can't know. can't afford meat. But the whole thing, of okay now when I'm saving I go to the extreme right like yeah I don't want to be like my mother right because it's what's scary is you know children have a way of inheriting their parents habits you don't even know it yeah. so you see like snippets of it yeah and like snap like for, for example the same way you know the same way you are prone to sin when you are fatigued exhausted and whatever yep I'm prone to exhibit my mother's spending habits yeah. when I'm not on my best best bit yeah right so if I'm also fatigued I can see like okay I'm buying a lot of junk food I'm spending whoa okay so for me it makes sense to be the extreme opposite so that's even scary to even it see is. it, it like is. snap I am my mother's child right you know what I mean and so and also growing up uh, yeah, I used to I have this thing like you know, I don't want to be like my father I want to be a better man than my father was and whatever yeah and so you have the fear of, oh, I don't ever want to work out on my family. I don't mm. want to have another family. I right. don't want to. So all those things, you carry them and you have them. How to deal with them? I can't say there's a one size fits all. Right. Self-awareness. Right. First self-awareness. Okay. How do I feel? Why do I feel this way? Uh, okay. How can I manage it? Because truth is, sometimes some of this trauma we will live with it until Jesus comes. Possibly, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you have an insecurity, I, I know some insecurities, we recover from them. But mm. truth is, maybe let's say, for example, words of affirmation, the fact that it's your love language, it means it stems from an insecurity that you carry until yep. you're dead. Yep. So I think that's part of the trauma. But that trauma also kind of feeds into how people can love you. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that we never look at. So, so I true. didn't have someone telling me I'm proud of you and whatever it is. But now when someone that means so much to you tells you that, yeah. it means so much. Right. And off the top of the of my head, I wanna throw this at you guys. How has God used your love languages to show you the gospel? Ooh. So mm. it's like we it's easy to look at it and be like childhood trauma but i feel like the best way to deal with it look at it your relationship with god god will tell you how much you mean to him because he knows words of affirmation will get you yeah god will show you god will spend quality time with you yeah. god will give you the greatest gift his son himself right mm -hmm. god will listen to you communicate with him he will mm. understand he will affirm your mm. insecurities mm. so literally the gospel assures us that our trauma is nothing compared to what awaits us yeah, yeah. so it's like and and you know it's really great because god yeah. doesn't give up on us oh, uh, which is which is fantastic yeah. and also uh, like you mentioned how god shows us the gospel yeah. also you know it it also like rides into how yeah. sometimes it's difficult to believe god's word because you're like 
surely God, you don't mean that, you know, uh, I am a royal priest. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> come on, like, man. I don't see it. Me? Yeah, ah, come on, bro. Yeah. Do you, I, I mean, do you really have plans for me? You yeah. know, and, and, and all these things, man. And um, one of the texts that we usually struggle with, um, you know, when, when, when you're hungry and or you're in lake and God's like, yeah, Jesus is like, yo, the birds in the skies, man, they don't yeah. worry about a thing, but yeah. they they are covered for. What about you? Like, Who my co-son? I'm like, hey, man, you really call me that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, definitely dealing with things like that, like you mentioned, Casper, uh, that, you know, some of these things we have to deal with them till till we're in the grave. Yeah. Um, so self-awareness is one of them. I want to yeah. throw another one here, yeah. which uh, is something that has been very... I don't want to say frowned upon, but yeah. the Christian community has really uh, swept it under the carpet, which is therapy. Oh, definitely. Right. Therapy. Now, I don't know if any of one of us here has ever been to that. I haven't yeah. been. No people who have. But uh, what is your what what are, what are your immediate thoughts that pop out when you hear the word therapy? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> As an African child. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, man, I, I don't know, bruh. It's it's a vague it's a vague concept to me, bruh. Right. I need to read more on it, but I think maybe it's because of the culture that we're raised in. Yeah. Um and the environment that we're raised in. I would I would have to 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 read more into it yeah but you know when you say therapy i just think of like what we see on the tv, TV. Yeah, yeah 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 like two couples two, yeah or it, whether it's marriage or whatever yeah. or it's a dude who's struggling with 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 an addiction yeah um he's meeting his therapist like every thursday afternoon at two and they're having these conversations so i don't know it's it's just vague to me. I honestly have no yeah. I don't know. I understand I don't know what 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 it seeks to achieve mm. and how it it tries to achieve what it seeks to achieve. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I've heard couples, uh, Christian couples, say, "Guys, you need to to go to therapy." One of the biggest proponents of that, I think, has been Jackie Hill Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even has like merge Jesus and therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belief is one of those guys as well who really emphasize on, you know, on therapy, on therapy mm. as well. So, uh, Tinashe, I'm sure, I hope, I'm hoping you understand the concept of, of therapy. So maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw it at you. Um, Christian therapy, um, because we, we know people who, you know, say they're Christian uh, therapists, yeah. who say they go to Christian therapy and things okay, like that. Okay, question before you proceed. Is, yeah. there, is there a difference between counseling and therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll think so. I'll think okay. so. I think I think counseling is more in line of um, giving giving advice and. Uh, no, actually, they're not allowed to give advice. Oh, they're not. They're not. So, uh, with my experience taking my mother for counseling and um, doing it at some point, it's it's it contributes to your self awareness. Right. Because what they seek to do is help you figure out your thoughts. Because uh, you're confused, you don't know why you feel what you feel, you, you're, you've stress, you've whatever it is. Right. So we're literally talking you through and asking you questions that will help the both of us understand what really happened. Right. Why do you act out this way? Mm. Do you think it's connected to that? So we are not telling you, uh-huh. we're just helping you connect the dots. Right. So, so would therapy like be the opposite of that? No, they, I think they're in the same pocket. Yeah. Because what's okay what's therapeutic don't you feel something um becomes easier to handle the moment you understand it right so i think that's for me that's how i understand the whole concept like oh okay i am like this because of this 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 yeah okay so now how can i deal with it yeah Mm, that type of thing so i I think for me probably we have to read more into it yeah definitely yeah but I, i feel like the biggest goal is understanding Okay, where does this thing come from? Why, why does it affect you now? Right. Okay, how can you deal with it? How can you cope with it? Great. Which then leads me to this then. So, um, as as we navigate and try to find how therapy works, how uh, 
what do you call this uh, counseling. counseling works yeah. as well uh, and we were talking about childhood trauma <clears throat> upbringing daddy issues mommy issues and things like that so with say that disparity between relationship between the father and the son the, the son and the mother and daughter and father mm-hmm. um, some would would recommend parent parental you know parent to child therapy as well like yeah. going as the two of you to to sort out uh, those issues but say okay let's say for 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 this discussion's sake these therapy is not on the table Uh, because I know there's some Christians who are like, ah, what is therapy? Uh, oh, uh, you know, yeah. things like that. So, say therapy is not on the on the table. How do you think uh, a child and their parent should resolve those issues? Uh, you know, we we have described the father as the, the one. You know, at least in most African context, the one who's macho doesn't really express their emotions. So, the child who is feeling deserted, who's feeling neglected, how do they go about? Uh, dis, you know, uh, addressing those issues with their parents. You know, because you tell your parents, ah, no, I'm depressed. And they'll be like, ah, depression, you know. <laughs> uh, they might not even ask you to do dishes anymore. It was like, ah, yeah, you then say, only depression. You know, so I'm telling you, and, you know, yeah. things like that. So how would, you, how would you recommend, well, not really recommend, but how would you say it should be done? Dude, that's a difficult question. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's the thing, cause um, I honestly don't know, bro. Uh, cause for me, um, me and my mom like have a yeah an amazing relationship. Like throughout my my whole life, right? My mom has always been my best friend. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying and. Even with my siblings, I've never, there's never been any um, conflict like with my mom in in terms of a a long lasting, a long term conflict where you know they need to to iron things out and stuff you know so it's it's very difficult for me to <laughs> because I I can't conceptualize it in my head to mm. say. How does it feel? What does it look like to not be quote unquote in talking terms with your parents? Mm. To, to be to be bitter at your parents, mm. you know, uh, because well, my dad well, he passed away, so yeah, he he wasn't there, so I I'm not bitter at him or what whatever. He, he just it's not like he did it himself. <laughs> <He> did it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he did it himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my mom and myself have had a an amazing relationship. So I don't know, man, but at the at the end of the day I think uh reconciliation, man, especially if um the both parties concerned uh are believers, mm-hmm. you know, the ultimate authority is is the word of God which calls us to to reconciliation. And so we we I think we have to look at the word and say, okay, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what sins did I commit in my life? Mm. And also, the child has to has to look at, at it and say, okay, maybe I I may have disobeyed here, and also the father says maybe I may have neglected my family. You right. Know? And and then it creates a desire to please God, a desire to obey God, and consequently, a desire to genuinely. Uh, want to reconcile with one another. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like the extremely opposite of you, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my mother, we didn't, we didn't even have a relationship. My mother didn't have a relationship with either one of her kids. Maybe her favorite child. Every parent is a favorite <laughs> child. Let me just throw it out there. Yeah, that's Every true. parent is a favorite child. Do not be fooled, <laughs> right? So, like, I. I'm one person that always tries to understand where people are. Right. So in my family, here it goes. For my mother's emotional needs, yeah. her favorite child. Right. Right. I'm like the executioner. If you need things done, done I'm, I'm there. there. The foot soldier. Foot soldier. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the one. If she's in trouble, I'm the one who bails her out. If she needs whatever, I'm the one. That, yeah. Then when I 
when I'm like uh, stern on like no we are not doing this yeah. because I'm objective bro yeah. my sister is the one that comes and like tries to see the best in everything yeah, yeah 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 right so she's like the what you call it the negotiator uh-huh. right or something right. so but um, what I understand in, in most African homes be it both people are believers or whatever it is uh, parents are stubborn there's a lot of egos at play mm-hmm. right before we go anyway Right. So you refer to a father being macho. Yeah. Already that means I'm pompous. I'm not going to show you my vulnerable side. Yeah. Right. And so for you I, I, the the term I'll use as a disclaimer is you will never understand why my feet are swollen until you've put on my shoes. Mm. So until you swallow your pride and say okay cool let me let me try to walk in my new shoes. Let me see things from your vantage point. Right. You will never understand why I'm mad at you. Crazy example. <laughs> Crazy example. My mother's love language is gifts. Right. I hate gifts. <laughs> I don't like gifts. I'm terrible at giving gifts and I'm terrible at receiving gifts. You could buy me a gift and I'm like, oh, thanks. Cool. You feel offended. Yeah. But for me, it's just not, unless there's, you have spoken my other primary languages, like and then money. a gift will mean something. <laughs> Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wanted to give you money, oh, yeah. but clearly it doesn't like yeah, it. No. <laughs> so, no. with, so then with me, my love language is primary one, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Right. None of my mother's love languages. Oof. So growing up, our mother's understanding of how to express love was buying us gifts. Right. And I don't care about you gifts. You didn't care about gifts. Right. I just want to spend time with you. I just want to hear you out. Yo, I want a hug from you. Right. So that causes a drift. So now I grow up feeling like my mother doesn't love me. My mother grows up feeling like my That's child right. doesn't love me. Yeah. So until we get to a point where we are like, yo, what makes you feel loved? And mm. I'm willing to listen and understand. Oh, okay, cool. So every time I spoke, I expressed love in my understanding, you didn't feel it. Right. Because that's like telling it's one and your tanda. And they don't understand. They don't understand what you're, what saying. you're saying. So I think first up is on your pride and try willing to see things from someone else's vantage, vantage point. point. And validating their insecurities. Because mm. in most cases, because you felt like you was doing something right, you won't hear me out right you feel like our mm. child is being and i think also for our generation the other thing that i've come to understand is we take a bad mood as depression there's a <laughs> that's true right? and then we like being sad exactly there's a bad mood and then there's depression so we shouldn't make our parents feel crappy for our bad mood and then we say they cause us to be depressed mm. we need to discern the difference and be willing to talk things through swallow your pride pride is the greatest stumbling block in families bro. facts man so, uh, yeah, hey thank you for sense. thank you thank you for sharing that man yeah. and uh, maybe just before uh, we we conclude on that um if Casper, uh, you have a word, um, maybe just to share on that can hopefully cover um, some of the things we've been talking about uh, today, and hopeful, hoping uh, that it's it's helpful for those uh, who who need it. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, well, while Luminous was talking, I was just thinking of of this text um, in Colossians three, verse eighteen, right? So it, it says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Mm. So I think in every conflict, there's always two sides of the coin. I, I, I don't think in any conflict, there's a... Um, My my words are failing me today. Blue English. <laughs> English. There's, there's a dormant, yeah, dormant. There's a dormant uh, party. So you you notice that maybe the reason why um, there is yeah. conflict is because maybe the wife is not submitting to the husband, mm-hmm. or maybe the husband is not loving the wife and his children, or maybe the children are not obeying their parents, and maybe the fathers are provoking their children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I just think that ultimately we all have to come to a point where we address the next uh, we address our own flaws yeah. and and admit them uh, you know I, I I respect one of um, when we were living in Harare one of our pastors 
like uh, he was praying, right? And um, it was a prayer of, of, of repentance. And you're saying, yo, um, Lord, please forgive us for... Um, it, rather, he made it personal, like, Lord, please forgive me where I have um, provoked my children, Oof. you know, mm-hmm. where I've neglected to lead my children, where I've been too harsh on them in a manner that is not helpful for their well-being and even to my wife. So that point where we come because we want to please the Lord mm-hmm. more than uh, we want to to look good, you know. Mm. So we need to choose our we need to choose pleasing God over our own ego. Mm. Yeah, pause. I mean that applies both to, to children, to wives, to husbands. Yeah, we're not married, girlfriends. <laughs> and well, uh, I don't know if, if the if the girlfriend is obliged to submit to you. Not the girlfriend, but not being harsh. The, yeah. girl, the girlfriend is she, she still allows yeah. you yeah, to cool. lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you so much, man. You just dropped some really uh, dope gems right there, man. And yeah. hopefully, uh, if you're listening, uh, well, you are listening, <laughs> that you know you picked up something that you that you could use, and hopefully that helps uh, your relationship or your how you are right now and for the future. Remember, some things we might have to take to our grave. Some things are the crosses that we carry, yeah. and therefore we'll be with them. Uh, to the perfect returns man and that's our lord and savior jesus christ well with that being said uh ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for for tuning in as always man uh i've been mugudze i was with casper and tinashe on the just homies podcast homies that are justified uh, and the christian product podcast that's also the podcast that's christian as long as you hear the truth when you listen man that's all, <laughs> that's all that matters with that being said we are out. Peace. Peace. Okay, bye.